We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform. The Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same. And love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. God desires to speak to us. He desires to lead His children. God does not desire that any of his children would ever be in the dark concerning any situation of their lives. He does not want that. That passage of the Bible that we read, it says when the shepherd comes in, the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd and they follow the shepherd. He says, but when a stranger calls unto them, he says they will not hearken to the voice of a stranger, not because they cannot hear it, but because the voice of a stranger does not make sense to them. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Then we went into the similitude or the differences between a shepherd, you know, and the sheep. I explained a couple of things there. How the Lord indeed desires to be a shepherd and what the word shepherd means. It's a combination of two words, sheep and herds. That's shepherd, the person that leads a sheep. So we went on further to then compare what being a sheep and what being a goat is like. While the sheep, the shepherd, you know, leads the sheep and the sheep follows behind, in respect to the goat, it is the goat that leads the goat herd. The goat herd does what the goat is doing. The goat herd determines the direction the goat, I mean the goat rather, determines the direction the goat herd should go. But in respect to a shepherd and a sheep, the sheep does what it sees its shepherd doing. The sheep does what it sees its shepherd doing. If you miss that teaching, it is very foundational towards this part two that I'm taking this morning. So you may want to do yourself a favor by going on YouTube after now or Spotify or any of our streaming platform and go listen to it yet again. I'm of the very convinced opinion that after you've accepted the Lordship of Jesus, the next assignment for a believer is to being able to know how to follow the God whose um, Lordship he or she has just accepted. After you have said, yes, Lord, the next thing is you understanding how to please that God. If you and I have been joined in holy matrimony today, the moment that union is consummated, as the head of the home, the next thing for you to do would be to, you know, walk with me, understand me and knowing what pleases me, what doesn't please me. So I believe that after the salvation of the soul of a man, a man should be genuinely interested, excited, and desire, you know, to knowing God, to hearing his voice. Last week Sunday, I established why God also wants to lead us. And the psalmist, you know, explained this in 23rd chapter of the book of Psalms. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Because of that, I shall not want. He says, he leads me in the path of steals water. He says, he restores my soul. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
He says, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because the shepherd is with him. So, the Lord wants to lead us. Fundamentally, if we take a cue, you know, from this Psalms chapter number 23, for three reasons. I taught that last week. To guide you, G-U-I-D-E. To guard you, G-U-A-R-D. That is to protect you. Guide is to lead. To guard is to protect. Preserve your life. You know, I'm cause you to dwell in safety. And the last that I said was to provide for you. He leads me beside the still waters. So the shepherd knows where the grass is green. Where the edible grasses are for the sheep to feed from. And many people don't hear the voice of the Lord. Or they don't know when the Lord is leading. Because there is no desire to be led of the Lord. I established last week. If you're too consistent or you know repetitively. You're always disobeying God's voice. Is prompting in your spirit. You will become deafened to his voice. It's not because he's no longer speaking. He's still speaking. But habitually you've been walking in disobedience. So his voice doesn't make any sense anymore. So having laid that foundation. And with the recap that I just did. Let them begin to explore how God leads us. And how God speaks to us. When I would stand here and I would say, there is someone under the sound of my voice. What tells me that? How did I hear it? Like you heard in the praise report, when I visited them and I declared, in three months something is happening here. Who told me? How did I get you know? You can walk in the reality of what I'm walking in. The capacity to be led of the Lord is not an exclusive reserve or preserve of pastors. I was not ordained as a pastor when I began to follow in and hearing the Lord's voice. And many people actually also believe that the only way God speaks is through the audible voice. So you truly want to be led of the Lord. I don't know if this has ever happened to you before. And you're then waiting for that very baritonic voice that will say to you, my son, my son, my son, are you calling? Now rise up. Now turn left. Now turn right. That's what some of you call the voice of the Lord. It is. But you know what? To hearing God's voice does not have to be spectacular. It does not have to be grandiose. Because the one that is leading you, that is speaking to you, is not far away from you. He's in you. Why then does he need to shout? Did anybody catch that here? They didn't cut it there. They didn't catch it there. Did you catch it? If the Holy Spirit, if God is in you, and he's leading you, right, right there inside you, why does he need to shout? Hearing God's voice or God's voice does not have to be spectacular. It does not have to be grandiose. When I say the Lord said to me, there is someone under the sound of my voice. It's not that I heard. My son, there is a woman there has migraine headache. No. 
on the communication platform of the church, the WhatsApp group. And last week Sunday, I mentioned it again. I referenced you all to two teachings that I'd made in the past. One is how God leads. And the second is training the human spirit. And I established last week Sunday, fundamentally you need to know that God does not lead us by our head. He does not lead us with our mind. He leads us by his spirit through our spirit. So when you understand how he leads, how his voice is heard, and how his leading comes, it perhaps would help you to better align yourself. See, after me, God's voice does not have to be spectacular. So, in the next couple of Sundays and couple of services, we'll be exploring how he then leads, how he speaks. It is those that obey this leading, that obey his voice, you know, that reap the reward of following him. You cannot walk in disobedience and live a victorious lifestyle. The psalmist declared in Psalm 119 verse 11, Psalm 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. So this morning, I want to teach on the very first way via which God speaks. And if you pay attention, your life is just about to be transformed forever. This way is the same way via which you justify every other way in which God speaks. This way is via the written word. Of all the ways we'll be exploring, this is the first I want to teach on. And the Lord asked me to give someone a word of caution. You know, there is a way you can be so accustomed to God, you know, be in his house, you've listened to many pastors, you may even belong to Lofty Heights, you know, and then you've heard me teach in the line of some of all these things before. Then as the word is going on, there is some degree of pride or measure of pride in you. Oh, I know that. I've read about that before. The word is not going to profit you that way. For the word to profit you, you must receive it with reverence, with humility. So for what you're about to hear this morning, assume you've never heard it before. Each time I listen to my father, so my mentors and their teaching, Sometimes I'm able to even complete their statement. But I remind myself all the time. It is key for me to assume I do not know. You know why? Because the word of the Lord is never changing. But the expression of it can be different. So then, again, the written word. When I say the written word, I'm simply talking about the Holy Bible. Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter number 3 verse number 16. 2 Timothy chapter number 3 verse number 16. It says every scripture is given by the inspiration of the Almighty. Not some of them. All of them. Every scripture is given by the inspiration of the Almighty. Pay attention to me. As a believer, except you believe in the irrefutability of God's word, it's absolute ability. You can never walk victoriously. If you're under the sound of my voice, and for some reason, you still doubt certain things in God's word, the devil will take a hold of that lacuna, you know, and make a mess with you. 
what see this is the believer's life manual it is via these that our reality is exposed if we want to know what we look like it is through this that we would know what our lives look like and what we should actually be like so if you don't have a relationship with God's word you don't have reverence for it you don't have an affinity for it you will not be able to lay hold of all that belongs to you on the day three of three days of glory I shared how many people pray and pray and pray and they are not getting results it's not because they are not praying but because they believe that they don't need the word to be able to pray the prayer that will deliver results to you must be a worded prayer to thrive, to succeed as a believer, you must believe in this absolutely. You must take in whatever it says. Listen, you must get to that level where you begin to read the word and begin to hear God's voice in the same vein. Because this word speaks, the written word is God's voice unto man. The written word is God's voice unto man. I'm sharing this as the first of the ways God speaks because every other way you can think about dreams and visions, angels, um, witness of the spirit, the still small voice, the audible voice, whatever, you must checkmate them by the written word. If it goes against what the written word says, it means it is not of the Lord because the Lord cannot contradict himself. Say after me this morning, God's word is God's voice unto man. So every scripture is given by the inspiration of the Almighty. So the Holy Bible, it's not an imaginary um, uh, what do you call figment of the imagination of certain people who just sat together and just said let's just begin to write some of all these things Bible says they wrote as the spirit of the Lord inspired them the Bible is God's word to man not man's word to God because Bible tells us in 2nd Peter chapter number 1 verse 21 it says for prophecy never came by the will of man the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter number 4, Jesus defeated the devil. He contended against the devil by throwing out again what God said. If you know you are, the, you are, you are God, then jump down from this. If you know you are God, then take this stone and turn it to bread. Jesus, as God as he was, was not telling the devil back, you know, what the devil was just saying or just speaking the words of his own head as God as he was. No, he was contending with the devil by saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. That which is written is also that which is said. But you know why many of us miss it? Many believers haven't gone beyond the realms of just seeing in God's word or just reading in God's word. How your transformation will come will be to begin to read it. And as you are reading it, you are hearing his voice. 
I don't know how many of you have ever opened your Bible in the past to read and you open it to a particular verse and all of a sudden a revelation jumps at you. Then you clamp your Bible to yourself and you begin to run around in your house. Hey, glory to God. I got it. Oh, glory to God. My life is never the same. I don't know if that has happened to many of you before. These are like my daily experiences. I remember when I saw Matthew chapter number 6, 7 to 8. It says, because it says, Jesus cast the demons out, you know, with a word. He says, because for he himself bore our sicknesses. He himself. During three days of glory, see how the revelation in Hebrews chapter number 13, 5b to 6, see how it came. See how it came to us. For he himself has said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. So because of that, we can then boldly say, the Lord is my, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. If you leave this word to just what was written, it will not deliver a result. How to know that it is God's voice to you is, you take it, you personalize it, and you take it that God spoke it to you. God said it to you. Not just that you just read it in the Bible. Habakkuk chapter number 2. Verse number 1. Habakkuk chapter number 2. Verse number 1. Habakkuk 2. One. Prophet Habakkuk says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say. Minister Peace, when you are watching to see, uh, you don't hear. I don't know if that is making sense to anybody. I will stand my watch and set my feet on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. In your Bible, underline the word see and say. This simply means that while seeing the world, you can hear what he's saying. For someone will celebrate Jesus. I will watch and then I will see what he will say. When you are watching it with your eyes, so you were supposed to, you know, see it, you know, what he will, what he will show you, not what he will say to you. To say that you would watch and then you will see what he is saying. He's saying that as you are seeing, as you are seeing him, as you are watching, as you are seeing, you're also paying attention. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say. When I'm watching to see, not to hear what he's saying. So when you think about the scripture deeply, uh, it's conflicting. Rather, he perhaps should have been, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and I would hear what he would say to me. But he says, I would watch to see what he will say. God speaks to us fundamentally, primarily, had the written word. That's the reason why you will never find a believer who has an appetite for God's word whose life is not making sense. 
Many of us, we thrive, we live by the word. You know one of the reasons? We've taken it beyond just what was written. We've taken it as what he has said unto us. We have taken it as his voice unto us. So that when I see the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm not just reading the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. No, I'm hearing God say to me, he is my shepherd and as a result, I shall not want. By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrected. So if you don't take it beyond what was said, it will make sense to you. Listen again. God's word is God's voice unto man. As a New Testament believer, learn to go in beyond just reading the word to the point where you begin to hear in him speak to you. That is the point that that word will make sense to you. I remember many years ago, I stumbled on Isaiah 26 verse number 3. Isaiah 26 3. If media loves you, they will show you on the screen. He says, you will keep him in perfect peace. He whose heart is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. And someone is right there right now saying, Peter, every scripture is your most favorite. Every scripture is your most favorite. But for this scripture to make sense to me, you know what I needed to do? I needed to take it. God said it to me. Listen, pay attention to owning God's word. Crave to own in it. When you see it, own it. When you own it, you would hear him in it. So when things are not going the way you want them to go, Brother Curtis, you can then boldly say, God, is he not reaching? Did you not say to me that you will not leave me nor forsake me? Did you not say that you will keep me in perfect peace as long as her heart is stayed on you? I told you what delivers victory to us as New Testament believer is not in our capacity to quote in God's word. No, it is not. It is not in that capacity. It is in us being able to take in what God has said in his word and throwing it back at him or throwing it to that situation. The Lord, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Because of that, I can boldly say he did not say, I can boldly read. I can boldly say. So now the Lord is my helper. And so I shall not fear what can man do to me. That is how victory comes. You know, I teach you all the time. If you would learn not to seal your mouth, not to shut your mouth. In no distant time, you are bound to return with victories. But the moment the devil succeeds in shutting your mouth, you are captured. You're under the sound of my voice. You are trusting God for a job. Sit down by the help of the Spirit. Craft a confession for yourself. And let's sit with God's word. 
This is one of the reasons why as a ministry, every Sunday you hear the confession taken. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You are under the sound of my voice. Craft a confession. Every day be declaring it. Lord, you said, none shall be barren in the land. Therefore, I can boldly say, I am a father, I am a mother of many nations. You are trusting God to be maritally settled. Craft a confession and then begin to declare, have you not told me in your word that you set the solitary in families and therefore I can say, I am maritally settled, I am maritally fulfilled. You are being victimized at your place of work. Every little thing that you do, your boss blows it out of proportion. Craft a confession and choose not to seal your mouth. And then begin to declare it. Lace the confession with God's word. Lace it with God's word. Confessions that will deliver results. They are faith-filled confessions. For the confessions to be faith-filled, it must take root in God's word. You take God's word, you return it back unto God. You return it to the situation. That is how the result comes. So you are being victimized at work, for example. Father... Did you not say to me in your word that surely they will gather but because it is not of you they will scatter. Every gathering against me scatter them. God's word is God's voice unto man. So when I'm reading the word not when I'm just even studying it I'm trying watching to see what God will say to me. How someone is getting blessed. Come and celebrate Jesus. Every other form or channel of God speaking must be subjected to the written word. Next week Sunday, if Jesus tarries, I'm going to speak, teach you about dreams and visions. How God speaks using dreams and visions. You know, those of you who have who were, who were very gifted, you used to dream. Before anything happens, the Lord will show you. But somewhat, you've let go of that gift. That next week Sunday service, as Christ leads it to be supernatural. All those gifts, you, you will take them back. Our God speaks using dreams and visions. But even dreams and visions must be subjected to the test of the written word. If it conflicts, it is not God's. Because God cannot contradict himself. And then, the availability of the written word is for the proof that no believer can genuinely say God is not speaking to them. Because if I ask some of you right now, have you ever heard God's voice before? I know there will be hands that will be up. No. Ah, no. I've never heard his voice before. You cannot claim to be reading your Bible and say God is not speaking to you. What do you take his word for? The written word is proof that God is consistently speaking to each and every one of us. The written word is proof. And why no one should ever say that they cannot hear God's voice. 
if you tell me I don't know what to do I don't understand what is going on God is not speaking to me you are telling me you've not sat down to diligently go through God's word I think it was Daniel who said to the king he said God would give you um, is it a message of peace or something he said by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name I'll come alive to declare your victory the resurrected king has resurrected me. Jeremiah chapter number 15 verse number 16. Jeremiah chapter number 15 verse number 16. Thy words were found. Sister P.Y. Jeremiah says, and I did eat them. He says, and they became the rejoicing of my soul. Because you, Lord, have been called by your name. Thy words were found. See after me, beginning from now, I begin to take God's word as God's voice unto me. When I read the word, I hear God's voice through it. In Jesus' name. I remember many years ago, I share this multiple times. Actually, up until this moment, and I believe till Jesus would ever return, it was the lowest moment of my life. I was a young bachelor. I was, I was a banker. This must be 20, 2005, 2006, 2007. I was living in a highbrow area of Lagos called Magodo GRF2 Shangisha. I was living alone, self contained. You know, big boy. Some of you lived that life, right? Some of you are smiling already. Amen. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And then you grow to a level where you feel that all the doctrinal teachings you've heard, walking with God, living for God, serving for God, I mean serving God, they can now take the back burner because we're a fine boy. Hallelujah. And you had money in your pocket. And you actually... You also don't have to sweat or stress yourself asking babes out because babes naturally come. And then I began to deep. I left my source and everything I had or that I owned that were dear to me began to tumble. I was a high flyer in my office. My efforts began to be rubbished things no longer working brilliant very cerebral gentleman young man I began to sit for exam it's CA then I'll write four papers I'll pass two I'll fail two like the devil was splitting it for me my life was never like that I never failed exams in my life on my way from work I had a friend his name was Shola I don't even know where he is right now May the Lord save his soul if he's not saved yet. Or may the Lord receive his soul. He will call me. Tej, where are you? Where are you? On Friday evening, 
we were already at Nakamura. It was a bar, a joint with a barbecue meat. We call it Asu, where I'm from. In my front, chilled star Lagabia. Yes, the pastor, same man. If I didn't make it on time, Shola will be worried, asking where I was. He will keep my space. We will be there Friday. You know, I mean, Brother Okunlola, for example, who was a banker in Nigeria. You know, he will tell you better, right? You will work and work and work. So Fridays, we can't wait to enjoy and to relax and all of that. So we may be there midnight on Saturday. Then, because it was also very close to my house, just stroll into my estate. Then in the morning on Saturday, I'll then carry my bag. I was heading to class for my SCA. Then on Sunday, I found the reason no longer to go to church. Because I said I was preparing for exams. I could have made that time out. I just chose not to. Cut the long story short, the devil struck. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was, it was severe. I would have been a forgotten issue. One day in my room, my address was plot six, if I remember very well, Robert Crescent, Magodo Giare. In that room, dying and wishing that the ground could open up, I lifted up my Bible to heaven and I said, Lord, I know I'm your son. I may not have been walking according to your will and according to the trainings my parents have given me, but I want to return. If you are truly God, prove to me via this word that my life is not over. In that mess, I heard God expressly say to me, flip the Bible open. And then I flipped it. The Lord says, now take a look at this. I stuck my eyes on what God was showing me. And it was Isaiah chapter number 41, verse number 10. Isaiah chapter number 41, verse number 10. See what it says. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That was the deliverance that I needed. This scripture went beyond me reading it to hearing God's voice through it. And that was how I got delivered. And that was how I said goodbye to that life. That was how I turned a new leaf. And that was how God began to then walk on, I mean, work on me, work on my life, and made my life better. If you don't take the written word beyond the fact that it was written, you can't hear God through it. You will not be able to live victorious. I know what I just shared. Some of you are like that and you're under the sound of my voice. You are a worker in church. You are taking weed. You smoke. You visit the bars. You hop from one person to another. You claim to be saved, yes, Yet, without a remorse, you practice masturbation. 
You are addicted to pornography, lesbianism, homosexuality, gayism. Yet, no remorse. That means you've not taken God's word as God's voice. The Lord says he's convicting some of you. And let him do the work. Colossians chapter number 3 verse number 16 as I bring the teaching to an end. Colossians chapter number 3 verse number 16. He says let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. Let's work. Let the word of God dwell in you. How richly in all wisdom. If you take a look at Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 23, it says, Oh, fast the confessions of your faith. To confess is to say. Are you all with me this morning now? Oh, fast what? The confessions of your faith. Apostle Paul says, it says, without wavering. Without what? Without wavering. Jesus shared the story of the woman whose child was sick. And the people were coming and were saying that she should leave. Bible says the more people discouraged her, the more she shouted. The more people discouraged her, the more she shouted. Then Jesus turned to her and Jesus said, listen, the bread meant for the sheep cannot be thrown to the dogs. She responded by saying, Rabbi, even the dog feeds on the crumbs from the master's table. So she was not looking forward to the loaf. Crumb from the Lord is enough because there is no difference. Hold fast to the confessions of your faith without wavering because faithful is he was promised. Do you even have confessions? You're trusting God for a job. Do you confess? You're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Do you confess? You're trusting God to be maritally set. Do you confess? You desire the reunification of you and your partner and your children. Do you make confessions over them? The words of the Lord do not return back to the Lord void. As we say it as believers, we see it. This kingdom is not in see and believe. No. We believe, then we see it. Thomas was the one who said, except he sees where the Jesus was nailed on the cross and looked at his side, that he was never going to believe that Jesus arose. And you know Jesus' response to him. Jesus said, you were looking for signs before you believe. He says, but blessed be the ones who will not see the signs, yet they will believe. Jesus was talking about you and I. Did you see the imprint of the, did you meet Jesus in person and see the weird nail, you know, penetrated into his hand? No, but yet you believe. Jesus says, you are blessed. For this word, the written word, to continually hear it and to deliver a result to you, you must have an affinity for it. You must believe in it. 
Romans 10, 17 says, Faith therefore comes by hearing. It says, hearing the word of the Lord. Again, the summary of my teaching to you this morning is this. God speaks via the written word. Can I, can I, can I ask you to do something? If you're troubled concerning a situation and you're looking forward to God speaking to you because you are his sheep and he's your shepherd and you don't know what to do, can you over that situation anytime, anytime for the rest of your life, genuinely pray that Lord, I know you speak by your word. Please lead me through it. Then give yourself to the study or the reading of God's word through that process. The Lord, you would hear his voice through it. You would read something that is very similar to what you're going through. That will cause your heart to then begin to rejoice. Or he will expressly speak to you via it. And without any doubt, you will know this is God's. Rise upon your feet this morning. I declare to you all when this series was to start that many of you your testimonies going forward will be that you heard God say to you to do this you did it and it fetched you results the Lord just said to me I'm willing to begin to lead in them afresh via my word if they will create time for it if the Lord leads by his word and it's the primary way by which it leads us. But you don't read it, you cannot be led. Did you hear me now? You cannot be led. You cannot be led. You would only be led if you're willing to read. All the masters in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, sing it like him in solemnly. Oh, 
your anointing. Father, please, Lord, someone that is thirsty and that truly desires to be led lead me by your word lead me by your word let me go beyond reading the word to hearing your voice in the word let me go beyond just reading your word to hearing your voice in your word speak to me by your word speak to me by your word lead me by your word lead me Jesus by your word lead me by your word lead me by your word Height, we don't like it bringing our meetings to an end without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. You're not saved and you're under the sound of my voice. This is your opportunity. Bible says the Lord is standing at the door and is knocking. All he needs you to do is just to open up your heart. Then deliverance and healing and graces will come to you. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. If you're that person or you're watching online, please say after me. Dear Father, I thank you this morning for leading me to your house. Thank you for your word that has come forth to me. I repent of my sins. And I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. Keep me in your warm embrace. Make me yours forever. Fill my heart with your love. 
and fill me with your spirit. I pledge my life for you, Jesus. From now, even to the end of time. In Jesus' name. Now, the Lord said to me, your testimony, your past life that you shared caused the ruckus in the lives of some of you. You know, you can deceive your pastor. You can be a minister, you can be a leader, you can be a whatever, and be doing things that God is not proud of. Listen, you are killing yourself. You are actually destroying yourself and you are causing the word of God to be of no effect in your life. A New Testament believer cannot say they have no capacity over sins because you've been dead, you know, to that life. I mean, you know, you are now alive in Christ and then you've said goodbye to that world. So maybe all that you need is just discipline. All that you need is just discipline. You're saved, so you say, but your life is not in conformity with God's word. You do things that do not glorify God. So much such that right now, those who know you outside church, you can no longer tell them to come to church. Because they take a look at your life and it is contradicting what you want them to come and see in God's house. The gospel of Christ is not the gospel of condemnation. It is the gospel of conviction and restoration. So I'm not condemning you. I'm saying it is enough. Paul says now, let us lay aside all this filthiness and all this nonsense. And let us turn back unto God. My father, Bishop David Oyedepo, would always say, it is never too late to be right. It's never too late to start again. You're living this lifestyle not because you're not saved, you've not confessed the Lordship of Jesus. You truly have confessed the Lordship of Jesus, but there is no difference in your life outside church and the one that is not saved. Some of the nonsense you do, you do it with people that are not even saved. So they look at you they make a mockery of the gospel of Christ. They look at you and they make a mockery of the Jesus who died on the cross for you. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Place your right hand on your heart. If that sounds like you in any form. And see after me. Jesus, I'm back home. I'm sorry. I've gone astray. I've gone too far. Like that prodigal son. I have come back home. I am sorry. I am sorry. Jesus, I am sorry. I pledge my life to you. Give me capacity over this weakness. You can mention the weakness. It may be lies. It may be abuse. It may be drugs. It may be whatever. Give me capacity over it. And let my life be yours alone forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you receive that word this morning, would you celebrate Jesus? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.